Joe hates a lot of things. Joe hates toddlers and tiaras. Never before have I wanted to strangle so many people after watching so little TV. Joe hates raisins. I hate raisins so much that I'd rather have ants on a log with actual ants. Joe hates being tailgated. I want a bumper sticker that reads, free golf balls for tailgaters. I want that and a thousand golf balls. And Joe hates when people say, Satan, as they pass him on the street. This happens more than I think it should. Hello and welcome to Things Joe Hates. My name is Joe and with me is my producer, Jake. Hello, Joe. Hi, Jake. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm ready to get into this hate. All right. Well, that's good because today we have a, uh, a topic. Uh-huh. And uh, it's not a part two. It's part one, but it is flying. Last okay. time we talked about this stuff, we lumped it in with travel. Okay. But I think I have enough hate that I can actually segment this kind of stuff out. So uh, we're just going to do flying today. Just flying. Just all right. flying. And recently I have... Uh, my wife and I were discussing this, but there is just something in me that clicks when I step into an airport and my wife has watched this happen and my daughter has watched this happen, where I just become a completely different person because I simply hate even just going into an airport. Really? Yeah. It, it, I hate it. Why? I, I, I think I've, I've figured it out. What is it? It is that I have a schedule to keep. Right. Mm -hmm. And absolutely zero employees in that airport, whether they work for the TSA or the airline I'm flying, give a crap about my schedule. Okay, And that's the way it seems. And the one time I was flying with both my wife and my daughter, we we walk up to the southwest. You know, uh, you can you can just check your own bags. (laughs) Terminal. You know, I'm talking about it's the it's the terminal where you walk up and you scan your boarding pass and you print out your things. Uh, your your baggage labels and it wasn't working. And there there are two guys sitting up at the counter, and uh, this is in Orlando. And and they're just shooting the breeze, talking to each other. And uh, I say, hey, this isn't working. You know, because if you're going to just leave this up to the populace, right, to come in and check their own bags. It had better be an absolutely perfect human system interface. HCI, so you know that's c- not possible. It's not possible, but if it well, then they should never do it with that logic. Okay, all right. So let me rephrase it. It yes. better be a really I'm good you to task, HCI. Joe. It Joe, be- you make a statement. I'm going to hold you to it. All right, let me rephrase my statement. It better be a really good human computer interface. Okay. And if something goes wrong, you better snap to it. To understand that we got to support the human who can't work the system or, or the system has failed. And I can work that system. I do it all the time because I fly southwest a lot. But for some reason, it wouldn't let me check a couple of bags. It was And, and we hadn't used up an allotment. And it, it, it just drove me nuts. But the point is, nobody in the, in, in the uh, line seemed to care that this was impacting our schedule. We still had to get through security. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have the TSA pre-check. I paid for that scam. Right. But mm-hmm. my wife and my daughter don't. So they're going to have to stand in line for God knows how long. And that's one of the other things that kind of makes me mad about being in the airport is you really don't know how long you have to get to your gate or how long it's going to take you to get to your gate. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, they say show up an hour beforehand. I showed up an hour beforehand one time, missed my flight because I was in TS in the TSA line for so long. This is before I had t- pre-check. Missed my flight. 
because, of course, the people in the TSA really don't care, right? It, I mean, they're, they, they don't care about, about your time. I would argue they don't care about the security either. <laughs> and I could go on and on about that. But that's, that's why I hate being in the airport. Uh, and there's a, a litany of other reasons as well. Um, but just, just the complete lack of concern demonstrated by every human being working in the airport from, for my schedule. So do you and feel the same way? Anybody's schedule, really. Do you feel the same way about bus terminals and train stations? Because I think by that logic, you, you should. I, I don't know. I haven't ever taken a long-distance bus trip anywhere. Uh, well, even not even long-distance, but you ha- still have a schedule to keep, even uh, if it's just you're taking a bus into the city I've, from I've a taken suburb. plenty of buses, like metro buses around the D.C. system. Right, but if you have to do it on a schedule, those people don't care. No. That's right, but it's not, you know, and I, and I, um, I don't know. I've, I haven't ever, I haven't used mass transit since I was a kid when I couldn't drive. Well, this, I, this is a, a distinct difference for me because every time I, I love being in an airport because I, I, I know, I know I'm going to be flying. And like, even when I'm not flying, I'm just picking somebody up at the airport. I love it. There's just something about it that, that induces a childlike sense of wonder in me. You know, I used to get that. Yeah. I u- I honestly I used to get that, but now maybe I've just become old and jaded. Yeah. You know? To the point where you want to make a podcast where you talk about things you hate. Right. Yeah. It's true. I hate trying to get in touch with anybody at the FAA. Why would you ever need to get in touch with anyone from the FAA? Well, I had a reason recently to actually try to talk to somebody at the FAA. Um I and are you at liberty to speak about it? I, I'm not gonna. It's I'm not gonna speak about it because it's actually an ongoing issue. Okay, I just can't fathom a reason why the FAA. I mean, unless the the pilots doing like barrel rolls or something. Right. Actually, I don't, it, I don't even know. I think that is where you, when you would talk to the FAA. But I, I I talked to the somebody at the FAA and they said no, that's not us, and they pointed me in the direction of the organization I should speak to. Right. So you called the FAA. I called. But I, you actually didn't need to call the FAA. I did not need to call the FAA, but I had no okay. idea who I needed to call. I see. None. All right. That's fair. Uh, that's how bureaucracy works, and I totally agree with you. I was right. just really confused as to why you're calling the FAA. <laughs> I, I, I needed to figure out who I needed to call. So what I did, Jake, was I used this uh, technique called open source intelligence gathering. And I actually got out on the web. Are you allowed to talk about this? Yeah, it's Is open this... source, Jake. Okay. <laughs> Anybody could do this. I mean, and people mm-hmm. frequently do. But I actually found somebody's number who worked in public relations at the FAA. And I called them, and, <laughs> and they didn't answer. But then I called another guy, and he answered. Oh, and my I, God. And I, I said, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm calling the right organization. And I explained the situation. He goes, no, this is not the right organization. Here's who you call. I can just imagine the public relations department of the FAA down in D.C. Right. And this dude sitting at his desk doing his job, maybe not even doing his job. Maybe right. he's he's playing Pac-Man or something. He's doing the uh, Peter from Office Space. He's pay- playing Tetris. Right. And all of a sudden his phone rings. This guy's phone never rings. <laughs> right. right. And all of he's like... Who the hell is calling me now? And he picks up the phone and goes, and this guy, this maniac is calling about this, whatever this event was, doesn't even have anything to do with the FAA. It just so happened to happen in or around an airplane. Right. 
And he's like, what is this lunatic on about? No, he actually didn't have that attitude at all. The guy yeah, was. To, yeah, because he was probably tactful and and was polite about it. But then, you know, he hung up that phone going, what the hell? No, I think I don't think he said that. I, I think he actually had a, a genuine, helpful demeanor. He seemed very eager to Joe, tell me where to go. he works in public relations. That's his job. Okay, maybe To have right. a, a nice demeanor and then <laughs> behind point. closed doors go, wow, that was So then I got this call today from this guy. This guy sounded like a hateful person. What a what a weirdo. Right. All right, we've talked about this enough. Let's move on to my next thing I hate. And oh my god, do I hate this. I hate taking a red eye flight. I imagine that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I have had to do it a couple of times and I I think I even had to do it recently. It was a late flight. No, it wasn't red eye, it was a late flight. But I have I had to do it one time because the guy who took over the project I was working on, uh, he he said, you need to be out of there by the end of the fiscal year, and you need to be wheels up before midnight Pacific time. <laughs> so I couldn't take the next day to travel, right? I had to leave the West Coast by midnight, and that means I'm going to be flying all the way back home on a five-hour flight, and I'm going to... Um, You're going to lose three hours. I'm going to lose three hours. So, you know, my flight took off at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And it landed at at 7 o'clock in the morning. Huh. And what a miserable experience that was. Trying to trying to get some sleep on there? Yeah, there was no hope. Um, you know, there was, there was one guy next to me uh, who was coughing constantly. And I've already talked about how I hate that. <laughs> and then another guy next to me who I who I think may have had some kind of malady that prevented him from sitting still. Um, so I don't I'm I'm saying that he was I don't blame him for what he was doing. He he didn't he, it it was not voluntary what he was doing. So but it but it did keep me awake. So I find it very difficult to get mad at somebody in that situation. But I was still very sleep deprived and very angry about it. Finally, Jake, mm-hmm. I hate getting to my seat and finding trash oh. in the seat back from the previous flight. That's that's gross. This happened to me on a United flight. Hmm. I I mean, there's two two parts of the of the the system there that failed. The first one was the person that left it there like a jerk. Right. It's not. It is. So easy to clean up after yourself in a public space, but people are not going to do it. I mean, it's, it's so easy. People though. are disgusting. So and then, okay, fine. Even so, then litter bugs. And no they, one came through that plane and cleaned it up. No, they come through the plane and they clean it up. They no, they didn't. Apparently, right, no, they failed. <laughs> this is United doing a half-assed job on it. It's terrible. Makes me crazy. I mean, I was like ooed out by the crazy into- too, huh? That would make me crazy, too. I was ooged out the entire time. I just couldn't put anything in my seat back pocket. I mean, I don't know what this stuff is. What is it? I don't even want to put anything. I, you know, I know. I know that a plane is teeming with germs. I know that. This is like you're going to be patient zero for some right. disease now. It's, it's a Petri dish with wings, and the air is all circulating around, and it's just contaminated. I turn that nozzle off every single time I sit down, and they open it up every time they come through so that it's blowing on you because I guess they're in cahoots with the cold medicine manufacturers. That's my guess. But before we get on to Joe Rates Your Hate, I wanted to let you know that I was on the latest issue of Dudes with Brews on a Porch. 
and Drew and I discussed Maryland myths like the Goatman, Chessy, and more. So you should be sure to check it out. The Goatman? The Goatman, yeah. What is the Goatman? You'll have to listen to the show. Check out Drew's show. All right. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, I guess we got to go on to Joe Rates Your Hate now. Yep. So first we have an honorable mention for Rant of the Week that goes to Chris from Facebook. You should take a look at his tirade on our Facebook page. Uh, it was too long to read here, and uh, but very funny. I'd recommend checking it out. Facebook.com slash Things Joe Hates. What do we got now? So the first one we have is from Intrepid Techie from Twitter, at Intrepid Techie. They hate when the pilot announces, okay, folks, we've touched down in XYZ City, and half the plane stands up in the aisle just to have the privilege of going nowhere fast. Mm. Yeah. Remember, I mean, you got to wait. Yeah. For a while, they got to they gotta park it. They got to put the, the uh, they bring the ramp out, like the big the walkway way. thing, yeah. and whatever, yeah, whatever it is, and then they got to hook it up, and then the people at the front have to get out, you know, it. And everybody's standing up in the aisle. No rush, because until you get off that plane, you cannot go faster than the person in front of you. That's you can't correct. pass anyone. There's a very narrow path to get through. Yeah, you're not passing anybody in that path. Um, I mean, you could try to jump over seats, but then you get arrested. Yeah, or yelled at at the very least. I hope arrested. <laughs> you remember when I was telling you about the first time I flew and I had that sense of childlike wonder? This is what stands out in my mind most from that flight. It was the first business flight I took by myself or actually with anybody else, I guess. And um, I remember we get there and the fashion seatbelt light comes on and everybody immediately stands up and starts reaching into the overhead compartments. And then they stand there literally for 10 to 15 minutes. And I'm like, what are they doing? They're just going <laughs> to Do stand they know there. something I don't? Yeah, do they know something I don't? This is my first time. No, no, they still do that too. But I still it's, just sit down and just wait. Just impatient. Yeah. No, there's no patience. That's all. Yeah, intrepid techie. I hate this. All right. The next one is from Mommy, a real person on Twitter, at Mommy is a person. She hates touching thighs with a complete stranger. Ugh. She also hates sharing or not sharing an armrest. God, that's the same kind of thing, but worse. Yeah. And, you know, my... My advice for that would be just as soon as you sit down, take the armrest, mm. and then you've claimed it already. Gross. <laughs> then, then the other guy starts, you know, then it becomes like his Well, his that's war. their problem. Yeah. Ugh. That's why you make the first move. Yep. The best defense is a good offense, Joe. <laughs> I might agree with you on that, Jake. <laughs> uh, and then she hates people who seem to be oblivious and are completely slow. Oh, I can see it in my head right now. This drives me crazy. You're boarding a plane, and you know they go by section, but the one person has to stop in the aisle and put things in the overhead compartment. They can't. First off, they can't wait until everyone's been seated. But they also are in such a non-hurry that they just take their time loading up their stuff in the overhead compartment while the whole rest of the flight is waiting the board and you're holding everyone up. Jake, have you ever watched someone with no upper body strength try to put something in the overhead compartment? I can't say that I have, uh, but I imagine that that'd be, that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. I watched a guy last time I was flying try to put something in the overhead compartment. He, he could barely lift the bag. It was... You know, because I grab that bag and I yank it up and 
and I have it like over, like right in front of my head, and I'm putting it into where it goes. But this guy couldn't seem to get the bag above his shoulders. Needs to do more hand cleans. Yeah, he just. Well, I think he needs to do more. Bro, do you even lift? Right. Well, not even lift. I mean, it's do you just eat. Do you? What, do you have? Have you ever had kids? I guess this guy probably hasn't had kids. How are you going to pick up kids? You don't even have. Have you gone through puberty? Like, <laughs> right. that's how that works. Yeah, I don't know. Awful. <laughs> just awful. Uh, I hate. Yeah, I hate all this. I hate touching thighs with a complete stranger. That applies um, beyond just an airport too, or or a flight. Yeah, movie theaters. Yeah, I like yeah, to have the buffer I'm... seat between me and anybody else anywhere I go. Yeah, but even in movie theaters, I think it's not as bad because most movie theaters that I've been to recently have they they've like updated their yeah, seats. Yeah, they've gotten a lot better. So there's a little yeah. bit more space there. So yeah, so it, it's not it's not so bad in the movie theater, but um, yeah, I, I I don't like any of this stuff. Mommy, a real person. I'm, I'm with you on every single thing. All right. The next one is from Joyce on Facebook. She hates when people scam the support animal, service animal rules to bring their pets on board. <laughs> yeah, I hate this. Um, I get the feeling a lot of times that people are just are, are, are just carrying their pets on board just because they want to, not because they necessarily need to. But what's weird about this is if your pet is small enough, you can just take them on board. You don't need a service animal certification. If they fit in a little tiny compartment, in a little tiny, in a little, you know, if it's like a Yorkie, a, a, a Yorkshire Terrier, you can carry that thing on board a plane. There's nothing that stops you from doing it. So that's why I think they are abusing this uh, service animal uh, slash support animal thing. Yeah. I guess I'm with you, Joyce. I guess the part that bothers me is the whole scam part. I don't, I mean, if you got to scam something, it's probably wrong. Right. Just don't do not do it. Right. And the rant of the week goes to Mary from Twitter. Mary hates paying extra to be treated like a human being at American Airlines. And see, I'm not even entirely sure what this is referring to. It's referring to the fact that if you, uh, until recently, the, the, the policy at American Airlines was if you got an economy ticket... You only got to take one thing as a carry-on. You didn't get to take it. Uh, you had only a personal item, like a purse or a backpack. You couldn't take any luggage. You had to check your luggage. You uh-huh. couldn't carry it on the plane. Okay. This goes back to why I don't like American Airlines. It's just, just generally because well, they they will charge you for every little thing. Okay, but I mean, how's that? I don't know. And I'm, I mean, I think I know this Mary, and I'm pretty sure I I. If it is who I think it is, then it is. I okay. So that <laughs> I can see how she would say that. That's that's her style of humor. But I just don't understand how that has anything to do with being treated like a human being. Well, Jake, Mary's right, hundred percent right, Mary. <laughs> I'm just gonna hate on American Airlines and uh, take them as little as possible and fly other airlines as much as I can. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Also, it would help if you could rate us on iTunes or Facebook. Give us a nice five-star review. That'd be great. And tell me what you hate. I would love to hear it. Follow Joe on Twitter at Things Joe Hates. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Things Joe Hates. Our email address is Things Joe Hates podcast at gmail.com. Links to all of these can be found on our website, Things Joe Hates. Female voiceover is provided by Andrea Petrilli. Podcast artwork is by Susie Blake. 
I'm Nate Goodwin for Things Joe Hates. <laughs>